Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Ya yo, ya yo, everyone. The pod is here. The Yonko table is ready. It is set. And we're here to have a deep dive discussion over Spider-Man ranking. What does that mean exactly? We're going to be ranking the Spider-Man films all the way leading up to the anticipation of Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters. Uh, What, December 14th? 17th. 17th. It's it's next week. It's next week. We're all excited about it. So what better way to celebrate No Way Home than ranking all of the previous Spider-Man films? We're going to get into it and we're going <laughs> to, there's going to be heated discussion about each and every one of these films. I already know it, but to break the ice with me as well as fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop. Grandmaster, I see your background. You know, it's pizza time. I know pizza you're time, ready. baby. It's pizza time. I ain't paying for those though. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm ready. Uh, shout out to Emily Deschanel, the better Deschanel sister. Uh, pizza time. Let's go. Spider-Man 2, baby. Give it to me. Number one. That's what I'm here for. That's what I stand by. I'll argue to the death of me. Put up your dukes. Let's do this. All right. I guess we're going to find out soon enough. Next up, we got Supernova Rose, the crafter Rose. I already see your background. I already know what's your favorite. Listen, I'm out of the web of shadows today. I'm on the edge of time and I'm jumping into the cinematic universe. That's what, let's go. Very good, very good. (laughs) I like it, I like it. Next up, Nino Desplazado. Nino, I see the, is that the Japanese Spider-Man? I thought we were ranking the Spider-Man TV shows. This is the classic of (laughs) Supaida-Man. So uh, (laughs) I guess I got the wrong memo. That could be its own tier list. We could actually do a Spider-Man TV show. We sure could. And what about games? We could. We could. We could. There's there's plenty of Spider-Man games that deserve some love and attention. Uh, Not Web of Shadows on the Wii. Enough. (laughs) Next up, Spider-Dars. Spider-Dars, iconic moment I see in your background. How's it been, man? It's been good. I haven't been on the podcast in forever, but I'm glad to be back. That's what's up. That's what's up. Next up, Dr. Rika. Dr. Rika, you have the best Spider-Man film behind you. I I already know, but (laughs) how's it been? It's been good. It's also been a while for me, so I'm happy to be back and talk about the best Spider-Man film. It it, it is the best, but that's just my opinion. We'll have to to wait and see. Next up, Tevin. Tevin the fifth. Tevin, how you been, man? Good morning. I'm good. Um, 
I'm mad. I didn't realize we were all picking backgrounds, but I accept it because I'm pretty neutral. So. Go pick one. No, just go pick one. No, I'm, I'm pretty neutral. He said he's neutral. He's well, neutral. you could be like Kenneth and just do Soup Spider-Man. <laughs> Happy to be here. Good morning. I'm going to find one. I'll find one. All right. Next up, we got Dr. Mondo. Dr. Mondo, you're here on the time you said you were going to be here. It's so exciting to have you. Thank you, Dr. Jays. <laughs> It's great that someone knows what like time how how to read time here. Now, so I'm a neutral as well, so I don't have a background, but I might choose one later. But yeah, I'm pretty neutral, but excited to be here and talk about Spidey. So, as we all are, we're excited. And last but not least, Supernova Toasty. Toasty, I question that Spider-Man outfit in the background because I know which suit that is. I question your credibility on this, but <laughs> how's it been, man? Uh, I'm doing good. First of all, it's a mistake. I had another background, but for some reason it's not working. So I had to go with the second best, but excited to talk about the Spider-Man movies. All right. All right. We're going to, we're going to be diving deep right now into these films uh, just to lay out some ground rules on how we structured this list it's kind of similar to our mcu ranking list where um we took the average of everyone present at the yonko table what they believed was the uh best and worst of the spider-man films and now we're going to present to you the average of what the yonko table voted for these spider-man films also we're doing it in a little bit of a different way where we are ranking these films compared to uh, tearing them out like and like the way we did the MCU one. So instead of seeing S tier, B tier, A tier, stuff like that, where there's there's only one and done on these. One film is the worst, and one film is the best, and one cannot be in the same league as the other. So that's I feel like that's going to spark the most discussion on which of these films is uh, above or below the other. And the last thing I want to say, even though some may disagree that these are not Spider-Man films. We did include the Venom duology sure. in here. Um, where, I mean, hey, he's, he's, he's a big character in Spider-Man. My Marvel Encyclopedia has like three pages devoted to him. No other character has that. He's a big guy. He's, he's a Spider-Man villain. We just threw it in there for fun. And uh, we're gonna see where they rank amongst the other Spider-Man films. So without further ado, we are going to rank film number 10. And film number 10, did, uh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, before we show it, anyone have any guesses on what film number 10 is? There's only and one number. spot. So 10 is the worst, right? 10, 10 is, is the, the worst. worst. So we're starting from the bottom. 10 is the worst out of the spider. Well, you can kind of see the images on the bottom, but those are those are the film posters. So let there be carnage. carnage. Let there be carnage. Carnage. No. Let there be carnage. You could say that this movie tried to be amazing for the second time. <laughs> I in my I I I believe it was Let There Be Carnage. I actually saw Let There Be Carnage recently. That film was terrible. That was Gosh. absolutely terrible, especially like coming after the first one. Because the first one, it was bad, but I saw the good in it. I didn't see any good and let there be carnage. I don't know, but should we, should we just reveal? We should reveal. Because I think I, this will the people. Uh, let's do this, right? Let, let, let's do okay, it. Okay, here we go. All right, coming up here at number go. ten. Is number ten. 
it's your boy or boys here we go right here amazing Amazing spider-man 2 all right can we discuss that was a garbage movie so bad i disagree i I disagree I, i agree that it's a terrible movie i do not believe it is worse than let there be carnage Okay, good. I, then we're on the same page. You said that you don't believe that it's worse than Let There Be Carnage. But but maybe Let There Be Carnage shouldn't even be ranked. It's that it's that bad, to be honest. But unfortunately, I don't know because I did rewatch <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man two yesterday, and I forgot how horrible the plot lines are oh, on all of this. Bad. At least oh, Let no, There Be Carnage, terrible. you know the plot line from like, the first two seconds of the movie. Sure. I guess there's that. You know what you're getting into once you see the first couple seconds of but Let There Be Carnage. You should know what you're getting into with this one. We mm-hmm. care for the backstory of Peter's parents. This we is what not. we come for a Spider-Man movie for. This the is what we care about. The backstory of Peter's parents? We care about Richard and Mary Parker and the No, we don't. No, we don't. That takes away from Peter Parker. That's why we come to a Spider-Man film for Absolutely Richard Parker. Absolutely not. Absolutely I'm here for not. Richard Parker. Completely disagree. Right. There's the also first so 10 many... minutes of this movie is just a James Bond film. That's all it is. Or a James Bond film. You have the, a, a very bad James Bond film, a boring one. You have the scene where Richard Parker's like going toe to toe with some secret agent on a plane, and there's like the music going boom, 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 boom. I, I don't know. <laughs> and, you got ja- and you got Jamie Foxx playing the soloist again <laughs> for parts of the movie. The, with so. an even worse hairline. And then in that movie, he had a he had a hairline. That what was with his hair in this movie? What was that? I don't understand that. They didn't have to do that to him. It was his birthday. It was. It was his birthday. I'm just pointing out a bunch of things that were just really dumb. Well, I think to me, the the thing that kind of made me mad the most was like Aunt May was pissed off that that Peter Parker wanted to know more about his dead parents. She's like, no, you're my boy. I love you. Forget them. Like, what? Oh he has God. every right to want to know about his parents. He does. He does. Um, I mean, there were just pockets of weirdness in this film. Uh, like, they played for you at that. Um, oh, man. Um, it was so gross. I was like, ew, what is this? Right. I didn't expect this at a Spider-Man Mumford film. Mumford and Sons? When... He's he's montaging on trying to find his parents, and that's that song Mumford plays. Mumford and Sons, right? No, <laughs> no, that's uh, Philip Phillips. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God, sorry, Mumford and Sons. <laughs> what I will was, say is, oh. I think so. I definitely ranked Amazing Spider-Man two last in my own personal ranking. The reason why I liked Let There Be Carnage more was because they just leaned in to the fact that Venom is ridiculous. That it's it was like a rom com situation that they they definitely leaned into, and just did not care. And I can almost respect that in a way that like we know it's not great, we know it's really weird, but it's ninety minutes. You're in and out, and I had a decent time. Was it good? No, but sometimes I don't mind if it's not good. But not in the case of Amazing Spider-Man Two, where it was not good and I didn't really have a good time. That's so, fair. I can get down with fair. that. You're you also going have to play in. to like the timing of it, right? Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out Ooh, right, yeah. right 2014. After 2014. And it was such a hyped up movie and it just completely crashed. With this with like this Carnage movie, 
we know there's a ton of Spider-Man MCU movies that are out. It knew it was not going to compete well. So like Erica said, or Dr. Rika said, yeah. Can I just throw this on the table that the amazing Spider-Man 2 tried to do too much in one film? Oh, yeah. It, it wanted to set up its own universe. Sony's right. own universe. I forgot um, about that. You're right. The whole Sinister Six. The uh, Sinister Six. Tease, yeah. We, Rhino. And, Black and Cat, you, Felicia Hardy. Felicia Alistair Hardy Smythe. Was Alistair Smythe was Alistair in there, too. It's the, almost, it's honestly almost like we've done this before up until that point, but no one at Sony mm. wanted to admit it that they were wrong the first time. Are you talking Spider-Man 3? We talking we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I I guess there's one thing I, I want to pose this to. Uh, what's your take on Gwen Stacy's death? I feel that's just a plot device. No? I don't think she is. I think she's hardly a presence, let alone a character. If she doesn't die, she doesn't serve her purpose. It, I, again, I, I feel yeah, I feel mm. I feel very equally to Gwen Stacy as I do feel to Jason Todd pre um, death in the family. Um, whenever you see them in anything, you're just waiting for them to brutally get murdered. Well, so, I don't know, because you have Spider Gwen now, so they could take it in a different direction. Um, but it's it just stinks because Emma Stone literally carried those two movies, in my opinion. She was phenomenal as Gwen Stacy. She was just all around awesome. And then like for her to go in the second one, it was just like, oh man. No, for, I mean, cause they even, I remember, I remember a lot of the pre-production of this film. They had Mary Jane, like uh, shot. Shailene, Shailene Woodley. Woodley. They had her scene shot. They had, I mean, it's, it's all in there. And I'm like, wow, they're really trying to cramp everything in this film. Like, because I, I remember um, they said that they wanted it to be, they, they knew one of the problems with Spider-Man 3, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 was the, the villain bloatness in the film. And they knew they were going to put a bunch of villains in this movie, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I remember them sending out a statement to like, I guess in interviews or whatever, saying like, no, we we know there's too many villains in this, but it's going to be good. We trust us, guys. It wasn't. It was, it wasn't. It, it, their plots are going to intertwine. Oh. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> you know, it's my belief that I think Spider-Man and quite a lot of other characters, but we're not speaking about those characters, work well when there's just like one villain that there is a focus in on, let me save New York, like scaling it down to not even like world saving proportions where we're really just focused in on one specific plot line uh, and maybe setting up for something else. And I did feel like this really got off the tracks in terms of like, here are multiple things happening at once and we really can't feel grounded, which I think when Spider-Man is done well, is able to do that. 100%. I agree. The, the one thing, one positive thing I'll say about it, I this is in like my top three of the Spider-Man suits. I really like the Spider-Man suit. I like the eyes, the big eyes, the big white eyes. Very Wait, ultimate. Wait, when you say top three, top three out of the three movies, the Sam Raimi. Yeah, out of the different, um, yeah, the Sam Raimi's, the- There's only uh, been three movies, so it's at the bottom either way. No, there's a home that like the suit changes all the time, especially in Homecoming, Spider-Verse. Um, there's different suits. Yeah, because the first Amazing Spider-Man suit was... Bomb atrocious. Oh, that was, the, that was the worst. 
That yeah. was the worst. I hated that suit. Like they too. said, let's be I different. honestly like that suit, but <laughs> get out don't of town. Don't you dare, Nino. Don't you dare. That's okay. okay. That's okay. I like the suit. Stop playing devil advocate. It's not working. <laughs> I'm not. I just, I genuinely like the suit, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get will there. We, we, we will. will. I think we, we will. Is any We've... any more things to say about this film? I'm not mad at this the at the very That's bottom. It. Well, I'm not yeah. mad at this at the very bottom. It could go either or. Not it was yeah. Point. It was definitely a toss between this and one other film that would have been my. Worst, I could give you so. the numbers. No, let's not. Let's not. I also think though that one thing that they did do well that I kind of liked was they incorporated a lot of animal things with Oscorp into the villains. Like lizard, like the eels for electro. Even though they did not need to make electro look like an eel, um, but like I like the fact that it was like animal based villains and stuff. So it it was cool in that aspect. I did love. I really liked Oscorp and all that. Um, I just I can't I can't do Harry Osborn and um, Norman Ar- Osborn turning into like a goblin type thing. Like it was just it was just too weird. Peter. <laughs> His like transformation was way too fast. Like his dad, it took his dad like sixty years to like age, and then like he's in his twenties, and then immediately turns into a weird looking goblin. It was just too weird. You just couldn't feel the aura of Spider Man, and and what draws fans to Spider Man. You just don't feel that in that movie. Except that one scene with that little kid. No, get out. That was the worst. That was the worst. No, you no, you're you're thinking about the wrong scene. I'm talking about the scene where he helps a little kid like fix his like mechanical Mm. fan or whatever. He broke it more. No, the turbine. He broke it more. Webs aren't supposed to hold that together. Dreams are. (laughs) And people aren't supposed to be sticking to walls and swinging on webs, but look here we are. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) All right, let's go to number nine. All right, number nine. Oh. Any t- well, it's only it's only this or one. I think it. Thing. Yeah, it can let's only be it. this. It can only be this. Y'all ready? You, y'all already alluded to it. It's it's the one that you said. Let there be carnage. Let there be carnage. But, uh, yeah, this film was this film was terrible. Uh, <laughs> a vent, a carnage. Any kind of version of Carnage, you need that R rating. I'm sorry, because all we did was see Carnage slam people on the wall. That's not Carnage. That's just mayhem. We wanted Carnage. There's a difference. If I had seen the movie, I would agree also, but I don't know. I think I'm about to get off the trailer to say this is going to be trash. And like, I didn't waste my money to, to go watch it. Wait, so that's two people that didn't see. Is there anybody else who did not see this? I have movie? not. I've not seen it. I've only watched clips. I haven't, I haven't wow. seen it either. I've only watched clips. I've watched all the spoilers and everything. I know, the, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, but I will. I will cool. still watch. So it. half the pie has not seen it, which Wait, is also part of the reason I put I think, it. At the bottom. I think Tevin is the opposition. Well, yeah, that's not fair. It wasn't that bad to me. Like. The, 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 the difference between like the Amazing Spider-Man two and Carnage is like that's a big gap. Like they're not even like close. I I thought it was a decent movie, not better than the first Venom, but I don't think it was. I mean, I can't remember. I can't really remember what else is on this list, but I don't think it was that bad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to uh, attest to Dr. Rika's point. The rom-com aspect of this film with Venom and Eddie yeah. and their bickering and their fighting that was the most enjoyable part of this movie. I didn't enjoyable. care about Carnage. Well, let me, about them. let me ask. Let me ask y'all this: Did it? It sounded like it became 
self-aware of what made Venom entertaining. <clears throat> because I watched Venom, I'm like, gosh, it's so terrible that I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, did, so, yeah. Agreed. And, and that's scary. Yeah. I don't like when they become self-aware because then they, then it feels forced. But I haven't seen it yet, so I, I'm invalid. I will say, I think I liked this one more than the first one. And I think uh, it is because of that self-awareness. Like, Tom Hardy is having a great time. Yeah, like, it's And I think there's something about when people kind of let go of the seriousness. I think part of it is because, like, the MCU is so... There's a formula. People stick to it relatively. And people are pretty serious about, like, we've got to hide the secrets. There's, like all these different plot points, we have to meld them all together. And I kind of like that, you know, Venom has no idea what it's doing. Uh, they, they just kind of thrown whatever into a movie, keeping it short because I don't have a lot of time on my hands yeah. and entertaining me. Yeah. And yeah. there was something about that that I was like, you know what, it's kind of charming. To and be I will fair, take that's it. How, that's how Sam Raimi got some of us, to be fair, so. Yeah. That's true. I, I will, the one positive I'll give this film is that uh, it's, it's 90 minutes. So oh my it, God. Is. It, did not, it didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't. It did it. It's that here's the plot. Here's some questionable CGI. <laughs> Are they in a relationship? Question mark. What the hell's going on in the movie ends? Yeah. There's something like, going on. It's, it's symbiotic. It's a symbiotic. It's pretty much the point. The toxic relationship. I just, you know, I can respect it. Uh, is it good? Again, is it good? No. It's not, but it's but like the Christmas movies that come out. Yeah. You know, are the Christmas movies good on Netflix? No. Are Netflix we enjoy good them. on Netflix? No, but we enjoy no. them. I mean, are the Christmas classics that good? Rudolph, I just watched it the other day. No, <laughs> this is their Rudolph, a terrible film. This is, this is their Rudolph. Oh, I do have to say one thing, and I know that not a lot of people saw the movie, so I'm not going to specifically say what happened at the end credits. No, you can't. Oh, I saw the end credits. Oh, no, yeah, I've seen the end credit scene. I know it. But that end credit scene is really what made the entire No, movie. say it. Toasty gave his approval. Say it. Say it. Say it. I didn't. Right, I know about it. That, I know about it. Don't worry. All right. At the end credit scene, He's on vacation. You know, superheroes, they just need a vacation. I agree. I think that's great. That's it. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. He was also brought in through the multiverse to the actual MCU universe. Yeah. There you go. That was it. the best part of the movie. Wasn't it that was. great, Toasty? It was. Wow. I already knew about it. But we could have told you weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> he wanted hey, on his terms. Hey, 15 bucks just to see. Hey, Venom is in the MCU now for like three seconds. But he now could appear in No Way Home. He could. He yeah, could, and he, he probably could. will. Uh, We're oh, still going to see R rated Venom there, but. I feel like well, Marvel's not going to let it. You know, what if we have like the it'd biggest. Be very, it'd be very, twist. very small if, if so. Can you imagine if it's the biggest twist? We think that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in it. And then here comes a plot twist. It's just Spider-Man. Yeah. If, if they don't put the like the Tobey Maguire dance. Oh my gosh. I'm it out. could be Topher Grace. <laughs> Stop. It could be. It could be Can a Venom multiverse. And Tom Hardy and Tom a Venom multiverse. I'm not for it. Oh <laughs> yeah, because that's the only villain who they didn't bring back. Wait, from... Well, from the uh, Raimi films, they didn't bring back Eddie Brock. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. no. He did say Wait, on um. Well, he he gave a troll response 
on uh instagram where people were like this was like maybe like two or three months ago where people asked oh, yeah, him are right. you in the no way home film and he's like oh yeah i am and uh i i beat the shit out of tom hardy's eddie brock because i'm the superior venom and like it was like a long ass paragraph oh of the I, full okay response. I, I, I actually did see that it was funny it was funny Wait, but, i mean he's he might... telling the truth what if he's telling the truth and actually there's a venom versus venom movie and the Spider-Man movie. No, it it could it, could it be. could. Yeah. He could, could have just said that just to throw people off so that they stop asking him, and then and then we go see it uh, this coming week, and we're surprised that he's there. But see, yeah. look, look, look how we're getting off topic because this topic. movie is indeed trash. That we can only talk about what this movie sets up versus look at it. For yeah, because it for it's so good that we can't stop talking about it. No, it's it's bad. so bad yeah, that we can't stop talking about it. It's uh, but I I think we're mostly in agreement of its placement. This you can interchange with Amazing Spider-Man Two, and you're gonna get the, the lower series. half is very yeah, very interchanged. Yeah, right. So all right, so should we get on with, to the next one? We're gonna yeah. get on to the next one. Amazing number eight. Oh, number you're eight. are you are you calling it? Rose? Yeah, I'm calling it. It's amazing. Any other takers? Amazing. No, I Venom. see Nino shaking his head. Yeah, oh, I agree. I think amazing. I think it's gonna be Venom. You think it's gonna be no. Venom? Venom. Spider Man. No. Okay. Remember, no. you the people voted. You the people. I know. What do you mean for some time wrong? Here, I got you. I got you. Spider Man. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Amazing Spider Man. More people enjoyed Venom over Amazing Spider Man. Oh, that's that not good. Phantom was a funny movie. That's at the end of the day, the first one was a funny movie. The first one was. Yeah. was what's garbage, wrong with this movie? The first one has some like funny moments. But what's and, wrong like, with some... this movie? It got it everything wrong with, yeah. with Peter and Spider Man. Did you know he becomes Spider Man solely to get revenge on Uncle Ben to yeah, kill was, his killer? Was, yeah, right. the whole Uncle and ben you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Like, because then the whole arc of his movie would be like at the end, he's like, no, I have to do Spider-Man for the right reasons. And with great power comes great responsibility. The movie does not get there. The movie gets, you know, he gets scratched by the lizard. Um, the cops chase him and then he swings around New York. And then it's just like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. And oh, you died, but I'm still going to date your daughter. That's right. Oh he says God. some promises are on best gray. broken. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was a, it was a I, mess. I just hated everything about this Peter Parker. I, I yeah. mean, <laughs> it was, I hated the suit. I hated the, because like, you know, I didn't, I don't mind the revenge plot, at least in the beginning. What the main problem I had with it was that he was doing it when he donned the suit. Cause the, the donning of the suit is supposed to be that revelation for Peter that with great power does come great responsibility. Great responsibility. No, no, exactly. as this movie said, they said, if you have the power to do those good things, you do those good things. He really just wanted to say the line, he but really they, they tried to, to be so different. I just don't think they should have had Uncle Ben again. We had just um it, it was had the not timing. been too long. It had it not been too long too. since the Spider-Man Raimi films. Oh, and five we already, years, five yeah, years. We didn't, we didn't and we're waiting for the next Uncle, Uncle Ben. Like it's the perpetual cycle of, oh, let's just see this old dude that gets younger all the time die. <laughs> <laughs> because Aunt May is getting younger every time. So it's like right. <laughs> she's about to be straight think, out of high school. I think this uh this MCU, like the Tom Holland's, like they did a good job. They alluded to it. That's all you need they to do. Just, yeah, yeah, everybody knows. And we'll talk about it. I feel like Spider-Man's origin stories are kind of like Batman's. I was that, gonna, 
Exactly. You, you know it. You don't need to see it every damn origin story. You don't no, need to see no, it. No, no, no. If 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 there's a Batman movie and I don't see the Waynes getting gunned down, I'm rioting. They need oh, to get gunned goodness. down. Every damn those damn billionaires, time. those corporate. <laughs> Why couldn't you sit through the show, Bruce? Come on, kid. We'll say it's something that I did actually like about this because I watched it yesterday. So is I forgot how much chemistry um, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone have, which you, I feel like comes out in the films as well. Like I liked the scene on on the what the roof and, and on the ledge where she finds out. Uh, you know, he's Spider-Man. And I just think they had really good chemistry throughout the film. Uh, and I really chemistry? liked, it was chemistry. Yeah, it was. They basically, they're basically they just flirting. The they're basically out. just flirting. Every line with them is just flirting the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. They're high schoolers, you know? Babbling. It's fine. Yeah. And I did appreciate though, in something, you know, we'll talk about a little bit later with the original trilogies. I did feel like Gwen, at least in this one, she had a part to play in terms of, like, she's the one that, got the antidote going and like mm -hmm. so yeah. i did appreciate that they give gave her a little bit more to do um rather than just getting captured yeah mary jane was just like a damsel in distress yeah oh, like, i didn't, I didn't appreciate film. that i mean mary okay anyway the point is i did feel like she did add a little bit more beyond just kind of being the love interest which yeah, was cool to see that's mm -hmm. i also i, I also yeah. like flash thompson um i know that like you have the classic bully tropes and stuff, but there was one scene like right after Uncle Ben died, like he came over to try to kind of like Console. give his peace, like and be like, hey man, I'm sorry that this happened, like blah, blah, blah. For me, I was like, okay, this was actually kind of sad. Like this is, this is sweet. And like, I did like the fact that it kind of drew that emotion out of me. And especially with like that voicemail thing too, like, I don't know, that kind of hit, it, it hit the emotional side. Um, and I understand that, like, in the first Sam Raimi, when Uncle Ben died, like, yeah, it was emotional, but, like, the way that Tobey Maguire cried, I kind of was out of that oh, emotional side. Oh, it was, it was so, fine. So this one did tug a little bit more in the heartstrings um, on that emotional note. Um, but I think that was probably the only kind of, like, emotional side that I got out of it. There were a lot of also really weird sequences, like, his skateboarding sequence and oh my god, stupid, stupid. And his, his skateboarding jokes. Tony Hawk's his... pro Spider Man. Yeah, it, it gave me Footloose vibes where he's like dancing in like that abandoned warehouse. Like he's just skateboarding in an abandoned warehouse. You know, like it was just really weird. Um, he's a jerk. Peter's a jerk, and Peter tries to be cool too hard. He's he is not... a jerk. Yeah. He's a what? jerk. I'm like, this guy's a jerk. I really do <laughs> think no, that is. Mark Webb's direction in this film kind of hinders the film. 500 uh, because, Days of Spider-Man. Yeah, oh well, it, yeah, and it, it's it's very much like, oh, yeah, we're hipsters and we're doing Spider-Man. And, you know, that there are certain sequences that just stand out in my head because they're really, really bad. Like when just he's put on the mask, when kid. the face cam is following Peter and it's like shaky cam. I hate that sequence so much. It's like, oh, 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 and you just see his face like running. I'm like, that's such GoPro. I would say the biggest flaw of this movie is I think honestly, Dr. Kirk Connors, because I feel they went with he is a rehash, he is a mesh of Doc Ock and Norman Osborne from the original trilogy. And well, 
If you, yeah, think about it. No, it, it, he is a remnant of the production of Sam Raimi's cancel Spider-Man 4. He was going to be one of the major players. Sam Raimi wanted to do uh, Vulture as the main villain. Yes. And Sony was like, okay, but remember what we did last time with Spider-Man 3, where we wanted you to do Venom? This time, I kind of want you to do a little bit of... Uh, uh, Kurt Connors. I, I want you to somehow squeeze Kurt Connors in there as the lizard, and I, 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 I can see the resemblance. Like you know, he is he is a mishmash of those previous villains, and I feel like that's where Sam Raimi was like, no, I'm not doing this again. And the Spider-Man Four never happened. We never got Sam Raimi's fourth quadrilogy. But then we were left with this mesh, and I, I bet you nobody could tell me the lizard's plan. I can, and I was, was about to, wanted to turn everybody into lizards. He wanted to turn anyone into lizards. Lizard. That's so stupid. Lizard people. <laughs> so stupid. That'll Why? teach them. That'll teach them. <laughs> he immediately goes from like, ah, yes, I'm a caring doctor, and instead, like in the original, like I'm, I'm basing it off like the original '90s series because I think they did the lizard. Like I was like the first episode, um, yeah. where the lizard was looking to get turned back. Or, and to find help, and that's why he was kidnapping people. Um, and then he goes, and then he realizes, like, he's like, no. Like, as he's slowly progressing, he's slowly realizing that if he can save people, you know what I mean? But it was a progression. This one, he just turned into a lizard, and he's like, you know what would be great? If everyone was be a lizard. <laughs> Yeah, because I think all his mentality I'm a lizard, was everyone must be. Yeah, that's right. Get he was like, out. "Oh, you know, I'm now this hybrid, superior being of like lizard that can regrow. Like, can you imagine if everybody can regrow their limbs? Like, this is cool. Get them out of it. here. It's like Planet of the Apes, but with lizards. That's what he wanted. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we got Amazing Spider-Man at number eight. Number seven, I feel like we kind of alluded yeah. to it a little bit. We, we all know, we all know what's not in the bottom. That should right. be clear. And what is that? Well, would you like this next one? Yeah, let's do the next. Give it to okay. us. Here you go. We already know. There it is. Venom. Venom. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with I'm it being there. I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah, I agree. Spider-Man three did not go into that part. Don't because you dare. Spider-Man three has two good acts. It's only the third act that's trash. Yeah, yes. I guess. Spider-Man 3 um, does have its problems. Well, we'll get into it when we get to Spider-Man 3. But the good uh, moments are good. Venom has one good act. And which act is that? Yeah, when they first meet and oh. start goofing around. Oh, goofing around. I don't know I, which I, Batman movie. It's either two or three. Venom is better than one of those. I don't know if it's two or three, but Venom is better. At least. Oh, well, it's not it two. You're probably, you're probably saying three. You're probably yeah, saying if anything, yeah, maybe three. three. And I'm, not, ma- I'm not mad if you say that. I'm not yeah. mad at that. Yeah. I'm going to be like, that's a bold decision. That's a bold. <laughs> Listen, when some, there's going to be a reveal probably closer to the top, and you'll hear my thoughts on that reveal and why I don't care much for it. And we'll you say can, that for later. Too. I won't do it now. No. I you can find enjoyment in Venom. There are redeeming qualities. There again, it's the it's their interaction. Tom Hardy talking to himself is probably the most yeah. enjoyable part of the film. It's funny. They didn't intend it, but it's a great time. Yeah. It's a great time. <laughs> I don't mind. It's an accidental movie. great time. It's an accidental great time. To be honest with you, I don't really remember the movie all that much. Now that nothing really happened. 
he gets yeah, nothing the, really happened. He gets it. They order pizza. He says you can't eat people. And then another symbiote comes and they fight. All I remember is Michelle Williams turning into Venom. Yes, that yeah, happened she too. Was, she was female Venom. I, say, I remember seeing this in theaters and coming out and feeling like it was like one of the very very early it it had the the aura of like a really early comic book film like some of the first few that were made that were like there were some problems in there but something was enjoyable about it um so i'm thinking like early 2000s um so it had that vibe for me which i think charmed me because that's how like i even got introduced to, to superheroes and comic books in the first place is like they're really questionable early 2000s comic book films so it reminded me of that so i was a little charmed no but other than that what else is there for this film i don't think much at all there's really not well whatever problems we had with it we kind of mentioned it already and let there be carnage right um <laughs> they kind of bleed into each other yeah i like kenneth's background now that's the iconic <laughs> that's the iconic scene i love it um one thing that somebody brought to my attention is that like with marvel movies like especially like the first one they always tend to have a very similar villain you know like the cgi is always similar to like the hero versus the villain and like we do see that in a lot of marvel movies and with this one when he was doing like the the fight against what is his name anti-venom Ra- riot 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 okay riot. <laughs> when he was doing his fight against riot like i could not tell the difference between the two one was dark they were and one was, oh it was terrible they were mixing oh, it, it together yeah yeah but it was it terrible, was weird though. i mean again this uh, movie just suffers from that rating that pg-13 rating like there's only one like i think there's like one action like action sequence that's pretty cool and i think it's like uh like a car chase scene where he's just like using Venom's powers to just like move throughout the entire city. Okay, right. Like that part, that part's actually pretty cool. But other than that, like action wise, the entire movie is like, I don't even know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> can I, can yeah. I ask y'all, did this movie or the Venom series in general suffer from not having Spider-Man? As a lot of us like to point out. No, it was suffering from being PG thirteen, not an R rated yeah. movie. I just think they did it. Yeah, they just did it bad. I mean, Spider-Man they were just holding themselves there. back the entire movie. Like you, they could have gone all out, being R rated, and just like really let Venom be. Right. Venom. Like uh, I, I know the characters like tied to Spider Man, but I don't think you need Spider Man in the film for 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 them to right. make a good what film. what I will say is this there there should have been a slight nod or mention to Spider-Man because you don't get this Venom design without Venom knowing Spider-Man and they kind of circle back and let there be carnage bonus scenes slightly I guess but it should have came in uh at least a slight nod to Spider-Man in, in Venom the first one I agree or even other like Spider-Man characters too you know like this one was so outside of the Spider-Verse that like you don't even realize that it is part of the Spider-Verse unless you're like a nerd, you know? Like- Actually, that is very funny. Yeah. Uh, I watched Spider-Man 3 with Jaylene and she didn't know Venom was tied to Spider-Man. Because she had wow. seen Venom without, yeah, she saw Venom before or whatever. And so she didn't know that they were yeah, connected. Exactly. Did she know it was a Marvel movie? Uh, maybe, but the point is she was like, Venom's in Spider-Man? That question should never be asked. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't like how he still doesn't have the the iconic white 
spider on his chest yet part of his outfit they wait they're waiting way too long i know at some point he's gonna get it now that you know where he's at right now after let there be carnage but two movies in you don't got the iconic suit yet i don't know i'm not game you're you're just a blob with teeth now yeah whatever <laughs> all right this feels kind of, oh oh go ahead kind of, yeah this feels kind of weird that two men two venom movies in and venom doesn't feel like venom and he probably won't feel and look like Venom until after he interacts with Spider-Man. He gets that MCU Hopefully. injection. Who I imagine they're just going to be kind of buddy-buddy. And be like, let me cover your powers, Peter. I don't know. Like I don't know if I see buddy-buddy. I don't know. He's going to be so... I mean, this is still high school with Peter. I feel like he's going to be so weird with him. Well, he's we going to be, dude, him, you're like, an alien. This is awesome. In... No, Peter's not in high school anymore. Yeah, he, he is. is. He is one more year in high school. He is. He is old. graduating yeah. this year. He's graduating mm -hmm. this year. I mean, that's a problem. Which is actually that's that's what I really wanted because Spider Man, like his whole like everything that was cool about Spider Man is that he's a young adult that's like trying to figure out his place in society, and like it, it's it's the young, it's the innocent side of him. You know, that was the fun part. Like, we'll get. I don't into know. It. Like, I I we'll wanted to see more high school Spider Man, but like it seemed like every time they brought it in, they're like, oh yeah, he's gonna be young, and then. The next one is like, all right, he's graduating. It's like, dang it, come on. Like, I want to see more high school. Like, him have to battle between, like, doing his homework and saving the world. Well, MCU no, I... has heard your request. That yeah. I will say. <laughs> they are taking notes as they listen to this. Um, I think also in that end credit scene on, on Carnage, it was just, it was really weird that, like, he saw Spider-Man on TV and he's like, let's go eat him. Like no, he, that he saw Tom Holland on TV. And he yeah, right. it just I don't know. Like he didn't because I, I can maybe understand if maybe they're forcing he saw it. him. They're, they're forcing it. They're, they're forcing, forcing the obsession. There's, there's oh. an explanation, but I don't know if you all will believe it. Is it so the explanation is that these um, what do you call it? Um, symbiotes. Symbiotes are connected to a hive mind that span the entire multiverse, oh. including the symbiote that landed in Spider-Man 3. So he's getting the memories of the Spider-Man 3 symbiote. And that then... That's cool. Uh, yeah, but Tom, then, what Holland's, call it? Tom Holland's not in Spider-Man 3, though. Right, Nobody's. but he's Spider-Man, and they're saying Peter Parker. So right. he's like, something's clicking for him that he can't explain. Because Venom and Let There Be Carnage, he he was explaining to Eddie right before the multiverse shift happened. He was telling him, you know, we are connected to a hive mind. And he, it was like he was alluding to something that Kenneth just explained. And if he's now in here and he sees Peter, he's like, oh, yeah, that hive mind thing is clicking. And I want I want more Parker or whatever. But yeah. oh, wow. you want to kill the spider. I want to kill the spider. Enough. Enough. Actually, <laughs> all right. Funny so enough, we got number baby. six. Let that segue us into the next film. Ready? Number six. We know oh, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, we have a tie. No, right there. Okay. No, right there. Right there. Right there. Spider Man Three. Spider Man. Other event. It's we a lot better than at I some remember. point. Flint Marco. <laughs> it's a lot better than people yet. give it credit for. It, it is. Really it's is. got it good is. stuff. It is. It has, it has good, stuff. good stuff, but when it's bad, it's bad. It's, it's bad, bad I... <laughs> for the skateboard. The skateboard was bad. Uh, the skateboard. Harry's 
oh, Back the to goblin, the Future hoverboard. Oh, okay, the hoverboard, yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, these, I'm sorry, I don't want to go off and just say what I thought was bad. Oh, but no, obviously the dance. ending was bad. No, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, what was what was when he's dancing around to James Brown? That's fun. Emo Peter, yes, oh emo that's hilarious. Iconic. That's a hilarious scene. Come on, emo Peter is hilarious. I think good. I think one of the worst scenes is when I think one of the worst things is that when this movie take takes itself way too seriously, like on the bridge with the ring and the flowers and Mary Jane's like, I don't love you anymore, <laughs> and then he looks around and then James Franco is just like eating his pie and then the lady comes up to him like how's the pie he's like delicious that is okay that's it is hilarious also come on beautiful scenes those are the pockets of greatness that are in this you could tell sam raimi was having fun with these scenes i mean this movie was definitely a victim of just studio 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 metal Cause you can clearly see the type of vibe uh with what with what sam raimi does with his villains whenever peter is encountering like sandman um i feel like he wrote him really well at least in terms of this film but then then you got sony coming in and they're saying but wait we want venom in this as well and then once you start getting the venom interactions well I guess it's it's a double-edged sword. Venom's terrible in this movie, but without the symbiote, we would not have emo Peter Parker. But see, that's the thing, is Venom, symbiote being in the film was fine. They should have just saved Venom for Spider-Man 4. That symbiote falling on Eddie should have been the ending of the film. Yeah. I think it could have worked. I don't, I don't agree. I don't think this, I think it's a much more interesting movie if after the first two films, Peter, who, is known to be like this in these films. If Peter just decides to be like, let the fame go to his head and just become an asshole because of it. I think you have a far more interesting film when it's about Peter, like letting the bad influences influence how he uses his powers. Like, oh, trying to go for revenge for Flip Marco or trying to, what do you call it? Um, Beat the crap out of Harry. Yeah, and then trying to be the hero and be, you know, get all the attention and all the love from these people like Gwen Stacy and all these, you know, um, and the city of New York just for the hype because they, he, there's one great scene in the movie where he looks at the crowd and he's like, they love me. They really love me, you know? And it's cheesy, but it's it shows where Peter's head is at. And he didn't, remember, he didn't kiss Gwen Stacy with the symbiote on. He right. kissed Gwen Stacy just because he wanted to. And That's I think right. you have a far more interesting movie when, and a lot more to say about the human condition when Peter just lets himself go there. I agree. I, th- I watched this yesterday as well. It's, it's been a marathon, y'all. Uh, and something that I did find interesting was you could see like allusions to that, even at the dinner where he was planning to propose, where she was just like, yeah, this bad review. And he's like, yeah, just don't forget. Like, this happens to me all the time. I'm like, sir, you're not even being empathetic. Like, you're hearing nothing about what she's trying to share with you. So, like, you can already see the seeds of that, even without the symbiote. So, I, I agree. I think it would have been a more compelling story to, again, scale it down. We didn't need multiple villains. I think, you know, one with also kind of that wrestling with himself would have been enough. Um, at least would have been compelling to me. So, I agree. What about Sandman? 
any anyone for him against him I'm, um i mean sandman with sandman fight. like it, it's interesting that they kind of retconned him to like be part of uncle ben's death um it i don't know i kind of i enjoyed sandman i saw his struggle with trying to like be there for his family he's he's a mugger you know it, i don't know his, his was fine mother? but thank you for that mother mugger mugger, mugger. oh he I said mother him. Um, like I don't like with that movie. There was just so much going on. There was Sandman. There was Goblin 2.0. There was Venom. There was just too much, so I couldn't really get fully invested in any of the villains because all of my attention was divided. So, and I think that's what kind of made this movie so low on the totem pole is because it, when you put too much in there, you're not focusing on. The good aspects on some of the other villains you know like doc ock he was the only villain in spider-man 2 and that one was such a great movie you know Nino desplazado made me watch this video a long time ago and it puts it perfectly but not until the very end of the film do any of the villains share the story at one point something always happens to one of the villains and then the other one takes uh the main focus for example it's harry in the beginning and then harry gets amnesia so he's out then enter sandman then black suit spider-man kills sandman he's out bring harry back in kills harry or blows up harry's face enter venom none of the see it's multiple it's almost like three different movies were being made right or like an anthology series of Spider-Man and these three different stories that they just forcibly converge and in the final act, which was the problem, is that it wasn't cohesive. It didn't move how it should. Yes, essentially doing too much, doing the most. Overbloated, yeah. for sure. Right. I agree. So with Spider-Man 3 at number six, we're getting close to the end game. We got five. We got five more films left. Well, this is this is where I'd say things get interesting. I think a lot of people right. will have stuff to say about who comes and what. Uh, so, without further ado, let's see how y'all feel. I'm let's see how y'all feel. What is it? Spider-Man Homecoming, Homecoming, number five. Homecoming. I'm I agree okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with okay. that. I agree. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Homecoming was not that good. It was okay. It was, overrated. It was fun. Yeah, I overrated. Was, That's the perfect word. Yeah, it's overrated. good, but it is overrated. It's, I guess, yeah. it's enjoyable, but again, yeah, the hype I, that it got, it's like, you know. I yeah. think I think people were just excited to see this version of Spider-Man, which I think Tom, I think the performances in this film really carry this film, but I also think that um, the the issue was that people were so this was a palate cleanser for not only the mcu but also for spider-man movies people yeah. were tired of seeing spider-man swing around new york they're tired of seeing uncle ben die they're tired of seeing these very serious like you know things happen to spider-man and in this movie you just get very very light-hearted with a great villain a great right. and that great scene in that uh in that car where you idiot. can see the red light and the no green. Poker oh, God. No poker face. No poker face. Idiot. He's perfect. an idiot. He's a high schooler. What? Oh my expect? gosh! Put on a poker face, dude. He is a child. Oh my gosh! 
No, and and it's plus, like, it, it's, if it's not nervous enough that you're meeting, like, your date's dad, like, now your date's dad is, like, a villain. It's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. First, like, Mind you, this is the first villain. This he is his first try villain. to right. ask the fact that she was connecting all these dots, and he's over here, he's like, damn, 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 damn. Like, come on, I kid. Thought, see, I thought it was really good. Like, you hit on so many good points, uh, Nino Desposito. Like, he was, like, he 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 hit like all those things you know like the only thing that i do wish he's a friendly neighborhood spider-man that wasn't in his neighborhood for any of these movies to be honest with you you know like i get wow. it he went to dc on the field trip that was cool but then another field trip in another country like uh but this one i thought it was really cool how um they kind of did a a different sort of love interest, like Lana Lang, Lois Lane type thing. Like you have that love interest in the beginning and it just didn't go like according to his plan. And it's kind of like how most high school love stories are. Like you have the one that you you think is going to be your forever girl, but then, you know, something changes. Well, then her um, dad's a villain who's been trying yeah. to steal from Tony Stark. I, I honestly think that he is top tier villain. I If he's not number one, he's definitely top three. He's he's up there, no doubt. Oh, Vulture yeah. was a great villain. Don't like I like Vulture a lot as a villain. The movie again, yeah, a little bit overrated here and there, but I had a good time. With Vulture it. is probably the saving grace for me for this Michael film. Keaton. Oh, Vulture is the best thing. Like for me, like what I liked the most in that movie was Vulture. Yeah, yeah. and where where he's coming from too, his drive <laughs> and you know his like, resentment. It, it I was kind of like I can understand where you're coming from. Right. Like, oh, and. This movie also like introduced some realism in the fact that like after New York in 2012 with the Avengers, like you have all of these like humans that are like, yo, what the heck just happened? And like now you have in like introducing other side trades, like people that have to now clean up this mess. What happens to all this alien gear? You know, like right. It, it hinted at a lot of these these interesting facts that like Marvel does a good job of like kind of connecting um, and making it that much more real. Um, one thing I did not like though was that like he had Karen in his suit, the little voice. Oh, the uh, AI. Yeah, oh, like I thought that, that was that's a, a bigger too, problem with these too, films. Yeah, it was too, too Iron, Iron Man. Man. Too Iron, Iron Man. That's my Man. biggest fight with this iteration. I was going to ask about that. I I disagree. <laughs> And this is why I disagree, because in the comics, it's a lot easier to get Spider-Man's internal monologue. Because look, look at Sam, look how Sam Raimi like did Spider-Man. He completely ignored the inner monologue of Spider-Man completely. And then in these films, they wanted to go back to it, but they were like, "That's kind of fucking weird that uh, Spider-Man talks to himself in these movies." Uh, so we have to give him something to talk to. Why is it they weird were like he talks to himself though? Yeah, that's not that weird to talk to yourself. I do it all the time. Same. I mean, yeah, but like, to see it to see it in a movie, it kind of is weird because then you can only see it as they're breaking yeah. the third wall. Or you can wall. You because you, like in a movie where like Spider Man's like moving around like at breakneck speeds, you know, he only has so much time to say what he's internally thinking. Whereas in a comic book, you have that panel and you probably have like a paragraph or two of him just like blast processing of like what he's trying to do, what he's thinking, who's in danger, who's who's he trying to save. So I do get what what Nino's saying. But the heart the heart of the though is still it's Iron Man. You have 
an AI that talks to him. You have him, you know, chasing after Tony throughout the whole movie. You have a villain who's grounded in trying to get revenge on Tony Stark. And that is the problem with the, I mean, granted, this is probably the most comic booky Spider-Man film where, you know, ties in to the greater Marvel, which is just like a comic book. For example, like the Ultimate series does a very good job at that. But you it's too grounded in the world of Iron Man to it loses its Spider-Man identity a lot. I agree. I agree. He is on the front cover of the poster. And he doesn't show. even fly with Spider-Man in the movie. It yeah. never happened. They lied. Because they knew people wanted to see Iron Man. No, for sure. I mean, I can I, I can understand people's distaste with like the whole Iron Man focus with Spider Man's character. I I personally like it. I, I I thought it was different enough. I like the student mentor relationship that they have. Um, maybe it's too much for his character, but I'm I'm fine with it. This was after Amazing Spider Man and the, the Raimi trilogy and. I just wanted something different uh, with, with Spider-Man. I've seen high school Peter so many times. I have not seen high school Peter being mentored by Tony Stark, like, at all. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, but in a way, like, it kind of also takes away from Peter's, like, intelligence, you know? Because in the yes. comic books, yes. Peter Parker is part of the Illuminati. He's, like, one of the biggest think tanks in, in some of the stuff. So it's, it's weird to see, like how he's very dependent on Stark technologies, you know, like his second suit. Like, I feel like now that he has this OP nano suit, like, you know, it, it's hard for, you know, him to do some of the more realistic battles. Um, and then he has Karen, he has kill mode. He has all this, like this stuff that's, that's just given to him. And like, in a way it's kind of like taking away the light from Peter. Like he develops his web shooters. He enhances his suits to, fight whatever villain he's fighting like he doesn't need to go and program it into like that really cool machine that happy had on the plane that like you know he can design his own suit you know like i don't how know how convenient that's fair that's wait fair. but also you have to think about it like like this like in in these movies he still is as brilliant he is as he is in the comments because he still has to be able to use the machine to make the suit he still yeah, has true. to have the designs he still makes his web and you can see it in this movie like he's like oh, i gotta make it mm -hmm. um and we'll get more to it when we get to far from home but there are also like visual like cues that um i forget the director of these films but he's doing a great um, job um gosh darn oh, it I, it's I the same guy yeah, yeah give me a second but yes um, not Mark Webb. That's no. what I'm going to no. put. John um, Watts. John Watts. John Watts. There it is. Um, he's doing a great job because, like, you can still see that he's trying to visually cue in the audience that Peter is not living off of Tony. Like in the in the beginning of Far From Home, he has a cracked phone screen. He, you know, is still living in his apartment with Aunt May. He's still there's there's a lot more visual cues and like that, but that people might miss out on. But he's still trying. He's still trying to sneak it in, and this is also a. It really is a homecoming because Spider-Man was away from the from Marvel for so long. This is really the beginning of the passing of the torch, from right. the face right. of the MCU to the next face of the MCU. Oh, that's a big <laughs> statement. <laughs> Which, well, I don't want to talk about the next film, but yes, I think in the next 
Tom Holland trilogy will be will have our Spider Man identity, and we won't have this problem again. I agree. Yeah. Um, All right. So are we going to the next speaking, one? Speaking of next film, does anyone have any guess? Are, are, do we think we're going into Raimi territory? Are we still in Tom Holland's universe? Who do we think is that? Uh, still four? on Tom Holland's. Barbara. I would say I would say Raimi um, territory. We got I think Raimi. Holland. Okay, we're kind of divided. I'm just shaking right. it up. I'm just shaking it up. We'll see. Right, um okay right. uh well so next up yep here you go four we got no spider-man one the classic the classic someone pointed I'm okay out with it i'm okay with it too because they do a good job of establishing their characters in this film they do a fantastic job but when it comes to spider-man uh well, someone put it best. He doesn't put in the suit on until 55 minutes into the movie. You know? Yeah, they're establishing him. So no, I which is I said, which is fine, but there's a lot of there's a lot of foundation building in this movie to where when you get to the Spider-Man, the second part of the second act and third act of this movie is uh relatively oh, rushed. It's rel- yeah. relatively rushed. Like it it moves, it just moves and doesn't really slow down. It's a so really here, well-paced film. Here's my argument with this. I, and this is why I think it should be a little bit higher. This Spider-Man movie revolutionized the superhero in, like movie industry. We had Blade. We had X-Men right before it. But this one really captured everyone's attention. And this, this gave us all the MCU movies. Because this really showed, like, man... A superhero movie can make this much money and make this much hype. Like, all right, let's start putting some big bucks behind it. Also, this was probably the first character that had a superhero costume that people were super excited to see. In the X-Men, they didn't do their cheesy 90s costumes. You know, Blade had his trench coat, but like, this is a straight up like Spider-Man costume and people loved it. You know, like this was a beloved film. I remember when I was a kid, I saw an MTV, like there's that one scene where he's like on the roof and his blood is dripping from his arm. Like I got a sneak peek of that. And that moment changed my life when it came to like watching MCU or Spider-Man and Marvel movies. And I'm like, I need more of this. This is so cool. Um, So the reason why I want this one to be so much higher up is because of where it's placed in its time, you know, like it really did revolutionize everything for us moving forward. This goes back to our conversation. We are not knocking the revolutionary of it. We are looking at it as a story, though. And you know what? And I'm going to lay this out on the table. Someone tell me Green Goblin's plan. He doesn't need a plan. It's Willem. He was Dafoe. crazy and he wanted revenge. He didn't have he, a plan. He had a plan. He no, had a what's plan. His plan? Change, what's his plan? To the heart, to, Osborne. To the heart and to change Spider-Man to be to on his what? side. To do what? To, to be on his side. To just, to do to just what? screw around. To screw to, around in well, the city. Screw around. Oh, was, am he I? Was I around. To save his company. He was getting kicked out of his own company. And how was Spider-Man going to get him back in his company? Look, well, look, that's the thing. Was, he went to go take revenge on the people he did it. who tried to get him that out was his, Spider-Man. He did it. He did, he he did it. Over. But who showed up? Who showed up when he went to kill those corporate people? He got them. Spider-Man. Spider-Man didn't save them. Spider-Man and said, he, but he saw but he showed up as a threat. He saw, a threat. He saw him he as Spider-Man a as a threat. Well. He finished Look, his plan. 
No, he finished but, his plan, but, but you okay. saw something better in what better. Right. look at look better. at Nino's background with how <laughs> homed in on Spider-Man's ass Goblet is going for the kill. <laughs> he what he saw Spider-Man. He's like, oh my god, there's another freak out here that is on the same level as me. It's an I apex just... predator fighting another apex. No, it's not exactly. Feeling the layers. He said, you and I oh, could rule this city. <laughs> you and I could rule this city. That's all he said. That's all he said. And they know what he, he does. But no, no, no. That's not all he said. He said, we Tell can him. either do one of two things. He says, we can either do this circus and run around and end up killing each other. Or we can work together and rule the city. Right. Very clear. But he saw Spider-Man as the immediate threat. Control everything. Said, what? That's not a ruling me. He didn't want to control it. everything. He said, "Yes, he did." You'll never yes, know when some lunatic will come around with a sadistic Look. choice. That's all he did, and Look. he made him choose. As as the CEO of Oscorp Industries, you can argue that Osborne had it all. He was in control of his life. He made millions, if not billions, and he he was on top of the world. Then that was being taken from him. And then once he got the injection, that just amplified his insanity because now it's not like, oh, I'm just gonna kill these guys and uh, you know just <laughs> be be the board of my own uh, company again. But now I want to rule the city. I want to rule it with Spider Man. Yo, he did not have a plan. The dude did not have, I have a plan. I, but I have another he question. Had a plan. I have another question. In the comics, does Green Goblin ever like really have a plan other yes. than I'm crazy yes. and I want to rule everything? Yes. Name me one. He says, I'm I'm the only goblin. Trick or no treat. Goblin. Smell my feet. No Time goblin. to throw you off the street. That was Hobgoblin who said that. <laughs> All I'm saying, what I'm, what I am getting at, all I am getting at, you is did not why... answer Nino's question. I did answer his question. No, you did it. He said, I, 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 yes. said, oh, he yeah. said, I want to be the only goblin. So he tried to go kill Hobgoblin. That's that's Green Goblin's plot. That's one plot. That's not. I I think, but, but think about it like this: Is that Spider-Man? I want to be the only superpowered freak goes and tries to kill Spider-Man. Listen, all I'm saying is this: is that that's why this movie is not higher because. There are better villain arcs out there. This dude killed everybody who wronged him. They all died. Wait, he got the I'm general. Sorry. He got them board of directors. He got them all. He and he didn't get to taste the turkey. That's also why he's mad. <laughs> you can't do this. To she me. said, Norman. <laughs> If you remember that scene correctly, he did taste that that barely call it, that casserole. barely that dude wanted he goes, skin. He wanted oh, skin. Yeah. That's right. We'll say is something I appreciate about the film um, is, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but this was the first like example of it where it felt very scaled down. I think one of my complaints about like current MCU is everything is world ending. And so it kind of gets away from you because like how realistic, like is the world going to end every single movie that we watch? Um, so I do appreciate that this is just like, it's happening in New York and you know, there is that, we could have our problems with motivations behind the, you know, the Green Goblin existing, but at least there was that one-on-one -on -one piece. And as far as like the final fight, it was literally the two of them. It wasn't like things falling from space or from what like, it just felt more intimate in terms of like the storyline, which I really appreciated. I, it felt more like, you know, I'm, I'm reading a comic book than it did like 
we just need a lot of CGI to blow a lot of shit up. Um, mm -hmm. So that's something I wish. Yeah, this intimate is a really good word. This movie was my first introduction to like how Spider-Man got his powers. So for the longest time, I actually thought he had organic web shooters in Same. the comics. We all did. Yep. So. Except if you played the PS1 Spider-Man, was like, I'm out of web no. cartridges. Except if you watch the 90s. All right. He's like, I'm out of web cartridges. <laughs> all right. Spider-Man 1, oh, number four. Sorry, real quick. Oh, what, the Superior Flash Thompson is this one. I agree. Oh, yes. Joe, Joe, okay. Joe Magnello, whatever. Yeah. Magic Mike. I don't want to hurt you, Flash. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight me, me neither. <laughs> yeah, kick his ass, Flash. Um, also, what's he, what's he going to do? He, or his father will fire your father. What's he going to do, <laughs> big boy? Sue me. Um, also, this iconic moment happened in that movie. Oh, there, this, there's, there's so yes. many iconic moments. Excuse me, Miss Watson. I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh my God. But Jay Jonah, perfect. Jay Jonah Jameson, absolutely perfect cast. Oh, don't get um, me wrong. I love this movie. I just like calling out movie. the ludicrousy of Green Goblin. We all know it's legendary. It's legendary. And it gave us a holiday movie. Name me another Thanksgiving movie. Uh, the turkey movie where the turkeys go back in time and try to make turkeys not be the Thanksgiving bird. Oh, I remember that movie. Thank you. I do remember that. That, that was what a cartoon that? movie. Turkey Run. Owen Wilson plays one of the turkeys. No, right. thank you. No, thank you. I agree with I agree with Rose. Never heard of her. Kachow. Turkey. <laughs> We're at the last three. The, the placement of these, there's no way there's going to be a unanimous Let's agreement. Do it. Let's, just Let's do, do it. it. Any Let's takes just... on number three? Any takes on number three? Far from home. Probably far from far home. Far from home. I had to take a guess. Far from, far from home. home. Okay. Far from home. Yes. That part, There's no way it's number one. Unanimous. Or number two. Unanimous. Well, number three is actually. You're no kidding. way. You're you kidding. guys are blasting. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm We're kidding. Guys. We're kidding. We're far kidding. From home. I was about to say. Go. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> All right. That seems, that seems more reasonable. <laughs> right. Um, I think suffers from the main, the same thing I said earlier, the Tony Stark bit. Yeah, reliance on uh, Iron Man and Tony. Well, Tony Stark is right. the biggest gripe I have with this movie, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Very Spider enjoyable. Spider Tingle is is fun to me. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal did great. Jake oh, Gyllenhaal yeah. was probably the best part. The Mysterio bits. They really did well with their villains. And, Mysterio, and the yeah, Mysterio films. in that sequence. You know, no, for sure. The the illusion part. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They Mysterio's a very hard villain to get right, and I, I I was worried that they were gonna really mess him up on you on can. screen because he he's just very trippy. They did him perfectly. I think um, so. That that um, one scene changed that movie, the trajectory of that movie, to just being homecoming level to being really 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 good. The bar scene. No, not the bar scene. Um, that wasn't the, the Mysterio scene right before he got hit by the train. Yeah, right. That, oh. From that point on, that movie went skyrocketing. I thought the right. first movie was better. Ooh. Are you serious? Hot take. Yeah, I enjoyed the first movie more. I like Vulture more than I like Mysterio. I did like but what about everything else, though, Toasty? I mean, everything else was it wasn't that bad. It's just that 
I don't know. Like, I didn't care for much of the plot of the movie. I thought the Mysterio plot was kind of stupid. Uh, I understand why he did it, but it was just a bunch of petty people getting together to get revenge on Tony Stark that had been dead already. So they decided to bully a kid. So, <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, he's the Tony Stark protege. He's the Tony Stark protege. So they like, have to go to him next. No, like they decide to bully a kid. That's what it was. Like y'all could have done so much better if you created an awesome technology. You could have become a billionaire yourself, except you're so petty that you don't realize what you could do with your tech that you created. That's the entire part of the movie. Fair. Yeah. I thought. I mean, that's no, like, I thought that Vulture, like and Vulture. I feel like his plot was more realistic. This is a man that was. He got a job, a cleanup job. He bought a bunch of equipment. And out of nowhere, some bigger guy comes out of nowhere, kicks him out, and he's out of money. And he's like, I was forced into the life of a villain. Those guys from the second movie were just clowns that just didn't know what to do with the thing that they had. They're like, oh, let me be petty. This guy is dead, but you know what? I'm going to go after that guy he liked. That's the perfect plan. Come let me, on, let me, actually, let me ask you this, Tosi. Which, uh, which movie between Homecoming and Far From Home felt more Spider-Man to you? As Honestly, the character Spider-Man. Okay, in terms of the character Spider-Man, I would say yeah, you can say the second one was more Spider-Man-ish. He had more moments where, uh, no, yeah, I would say the second was more Spider-Man-ish, but still, like the plot of the first one, I enjoyed the most. There. Yeah, but that makes sense. Like I thought, like the villain made more sense. It was realistic in a way. It makes both guys know, like yeah. yeah. Yes. Sometimes yeah, a villain, if it's not done well, it could pull you out of a movie. Um, exactly. Because you had a bunch of people that were genius level that used to work for Stark Industry that decided to get together. Instead of creating their own company, they created some random tech where they could do stuff like that. I mean, they could have sold that tech to the military for all I care. But no, they decided to be more petty and bully a 16-year-old kid. Think about it. Those are grown-ass men and women bullying a 16-year-old kid. That was their day plan. They woke up this morning like, you know what? What are we going to do to this kid? Y'all, this is the stop. (laughs) But but I think think Mysterio... Like, I agree with you. I agree with your points. And I think think that what you're citing as a weakness is the strength of the movie as well. Because if you just lean into the ridiculousness of it, that movie becomes so much more enjoyable because it's, Mysterio is like that in the comics. He's just a very petty delusional man that gets like, he doesn't have like that, what do you call it? Like that gravitas or like that backbone that other villains have because they have a verified reason of why they're doing this he's just like no i'm just an asshole like i'm just an asshole and i want to you know to do everything and anything i can to be an asshole that's what i i mean with mysterio i i was really worried about uh his character coming into the film because the the most portrayal i've seen of mysterio like outside of the comics has been used as like a gag character where like he's not taken seriously, he's just the guy with the fishbowl. Uh, for those of you that played Spider-Man Two on the PS2, Mysterio was this hyped-up villain in Spider-Man Two. But then once you confront him in that like Seven uh, Eleven <laughs> gas station mark, um, you like punch him once and he dies. Like his fishbowl falls off, and it's like, oh wow. I, I guess I guess he was just a joke. <laughs> so I, I I like how they took a character like that and made it interesting. 
um, the Homecoming movies, I felt like did a good job with their villains, with Vulture and then with uh, Mysterio, for sure. Well, I felt like an idiot because I actually believed that he could be good. Mm. You believed in the multiverse shtick he was spilling out. No, no. I believe when they uh, marketed him as a hero or like he was, he would be helping Peter. I was fooled. And so I guess that. That adds but that credit means to you would have had now. to. That means you would have had to believe that he was from a multiverse, because no, that was no, the whole bit. The first, the first marketing didn't mention the multiverse. It was like the second trailer that mentioned the multiverse. The point is, I was duped, and I was just about to bash Nick Fury and friends for being duped, but I was duped too, so I can't bash them for that. So, okay. um, be cool. Me too. I was, I was duped also. Right, I thought they would. Uh, I mean, they pulled the rug from under us, but I thought they would switch it up and maybe he would be a hero. This movie I was really just the comedy of errors by uh, William Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we're in the end game now. This one, <laughs> there's no change in anyone's mind. There's only oh, one right answer. Spider Man Two first. We're, we're we're revealing number one first, right? Well, I feel like once you reveal number two, right, like right. you just reveal number one. Just reveal number it, one. It's, it's there at the same time. But before we do the reveal, draw the battle lines right Draw now. the battle lines. Team Spider Man 2 or Team Into the Spider Verse? Pizza who time, baby. It's who pizza is that number one? Spider Man 2. Sp pizza time, baby. No, Into, into the, the Spider Verse. Spider -verse is into, the into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Spider Verse, definitely. It's my personal two. favorite. Where are all the Spider-Man 2s? There was more. I'm here, Spider-Man Spider Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's throw it at the board. At number two, where it belongs. You're right. Into the Spider-Verse. Director's choice. <laughs> Director's choice. Director's <laughs> cut. Well, at number one, baby, let's go. Into the Spider-Verse, number one, meaning Spider-Man 2 is the second best spider-man let me say oh, let me say first. real let me say real quick into the spy versus my number one but i don't it's kind of hard to put it on this list because it's an animated movie don't do that to it's it. a spider-man it's, it's, it's spider tough to, it is but it's tough there's so many it's, other spider-man mediums you can add on to you can add the video game story no se. that's got no no, well, no, no, no. we're talking films. about spider-man stories then we can it's a movie story if it's stories but we can broaden it we can expand it. Yeah, but this is theatrical films. Yeah, I don't know. The stuff that. that the the stuff that Into the Spider-Verse excels at is in categories that a regular movie can't even gauge. So you got that greatness and you got the story greatness. There's no, it's no chance. None of these movies have a chance. Yes, they did. Uh, Spider-Man 2 deserves right, number one. You it know why? It does not. Yes, it does. Go ahead. Go ahead. Explain it's why. Hilarious. And I will tell yeah. you why it's right, wrong. I'll do a, Go ahead. I'll, I'll do a back and forth. And, and it's because how dare you throw in all these other people in a Miles Morales movie and take away from Miles Morales. I want Miles Morales, not Spider-Pig. Well, you, you have to establish Spider-Gwen. It's still very new. And, and Kimiko. So you How wanted no we... characters then? And no, I you just wanted the I one said. main. You just wanted what... Miles no, through and through. No, but you took away from his growth because now we got to give character development and arcs to everybody. When this is Miles's film, 
and you took that away from him by throwing in all these other spider people now spider-man 2 focuses on our boy peter his struggles he shat on the whole entire movie and questions what he wants to do with his life why keep doing this if he gets, keeps getting shat on he can't keep a job can't get paid can't keep a girl can't keep a motorcycle you can't keep a ticket you can't keep nothing the boy's life is trash how can he afford college if he can't afford his apartment oh he might have a scholarship maybe he does <laughs> um there are things uh to help with that but goodness right. gracious aunt may can't even give him 20 dollars without breaking down in tears everybody's life sucks in this movie and he still comes out on top because he says great power comes great responsibility i'm gonna hold that train i'm gonna stab that train from falling beautiful right what i will say about spider-man 2 <laughs> it has probably the most iconic scenes in the entire spider-man like film franchise <clears throat> in general like the train scene that fight train sequence beautiful the one where he stops the train beautiful uh pizza time beautiful they there's a lot of iconic scenes in spider-man 2 but grandmaster i feel like spider-man is not truly himself in spider-man 2 and the reason why the reason why part of and this is just one example spider-man is a jokester he uh, likes to have fun in his bath he made a joke he made one Here's your joke. Change. The one joke Here's in your the change. end. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious, but it was just one. And I okay, hated there's it. There's two. There's another one. He's What's about to crush one? his head. He's like, you're, uh, you're becoming a real thorn in my side. And he's like, I have a knack for that. That's funny. Here, here's your change was better. <laughs> Listen, into the Spider-Verse. Listen, think about what Into the Spider-Verse had going for so it. So jokes? It, this is about jokes? This is a conversation no, about jokes? It's, it's about the character. If you miss an aspect of Spider-Man, then I cannot consider it I cannot consider it to be a better Spider-Man movie than a movie that did Spider-Man justice. Miles ain't what? funny. He's quirky. Yes, he is. He's not That's funny. funny. That can be funny. He said, what's it? The touch? Hey. hey. Hilarious! Come on, that's not funny. He's quirky. He's not funny. You're laughing right now. (laughs) I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at its awkward pain, its cringe humor that you non-office fans say you don't like, but then you like that stuff. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're you're taking out the jokes from the context. Who are you talking about? You're taking out the jokes from the context because you want to know something. Um, the reason why Spider-Man Two had no jokes was because they were beating down on people endlessly. Right. And we have to. We have. Wait. 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 I'm not. I'm not He's on your not side. On your side. <laughs> um, Spider-Man Two had its place, and it has its place in the Spider-Man pantheon. But Into the Spider-Verse went beyond. It gave it the reason why the cringe humor works is because it is a coming of age tale. I don't know where like you missed that they even reference great expectations the greatest builds um buildings roman in the entire english literature language um but what do you call it they the reason why it works is because you seeing miles grow up you seeing miles get to those awkward stages that everyone had to go through and not only that 
spider um getting his powers is also a, a metaphor for puberty in this movie it took him and two days what the span of the movie was two days okay and like things when you're a teenager when you're a teenager life comes at you very fast and there's a lot of things that you can't control in this movie that's exactly what happens to miles and i think it's great because the side characters don't take up as much space as you're saying they do miles is the center of that movie miles is the one that brings everyone together miles is the one who saves the day he's the one who steps up and says no i got this and the way that they crafted that movie is reflective of everything it's such a great film that each piece builds on to the greater theme and that's uh, that's all i have to say about that well said the worst part about are you speechless now i'm not speechless he is speechless (laughs) but i'd rather hear y'all's opinions versus mine had you said sunflower, you might have had me listen. Uh, the you soundtrack know what? <laughs> don't is do that. Phenomenal. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Beat sunflower. No, no, no. Time. I, that's my only gripe with Into the Spider Verse is that I do not like sunflowers. The staple song. Oh, really? That's it. Really? Oh, that's it. I mean, it has nothing to do with whatever Nino Desposado just said. No, nope. but it's a good song. It is a good song. It is the theme. He sings it a lot sings it throughout multiple parts of the film um <clears throat> even the second film oh yeah he is singing in the yeah film as well what about everyone else like yeah, what's your I thoughts was, on the placement i was gonna say this is the placement my personal placement as well and i did just watch again marathon i did <laughs> just watch a spider-man 2 yesterday and it, that shit slaps i i forgot how good Spider-Man 2 is. Like, I know, like, theoretically, I was like, yeah, that's a really good movie. And then I was watching, I was like, damn, this this really is a good movie. And I'd recently listened to a podcast of, like, people, right before Eternals came out, there's they were ranking, like, their favorite sequel, like, comic book sequels. And so this, of course, was in conversation along with Winter Soldier, which, you know, y'all had some conversation about during the MCU ranking. And I was just, I was like, yeah, let me revisit it. It really is very good. And I think um, the thing that these two have in common, at least, which is why they're the top two for me, is like the emotional beats as far as, and I think Grandmaster Hoop was starting to allude to that, that because things were going so poorly, you could see that reflected in how Peter thought about himself and that his power stopped working and that there was just like a lack of investment and just like that burnout that I think I just personally relate to uh, being at a certain point of my own career in my own life where it's like, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like this, what I'm doing aligns with like my purpose and who I am as a person, but I definitely just feel that increased stress and burnout because it's been so long and that at times I don't feel as appreciated. And I could see that reflected in that and feel that personal connection. However, I also felt a lot of those emotional beats within, uh, you know, into the Spider-Verse. And as far as like seeing his journey again, that lack of self-belief and that you had to have these additional characters um, around kind of like, here is our experience and we do believe in you and you have this capability because we went through the same thing. And here's what, you know, what led us to, to us finding our purpose and us being these heroes, but you just have to find that spark within yourself. And he did, and I think, my background, of course, is the iconic moment to which we did see that, like that crescendo of that own personal self-belief. And it wasn't just like these, all these characters like pushing him, but it's mainly like 
here's an example. You could take it or not, but the only way this you're, it's ever going to work is the only way you're ever going to be Spider-Man is if you believe in yourself. And I think that's a really wonderful message to to give to kids and to give to people in general that it's not necessarily about you know the people around you can help having community can help but at the end of the day it's about what you do for yourself and that anybody can do that it's not because you were bitten by a radioactive spider it's not because you have a lot of money it's just because there is that you know self-belief and a self-compassion and, and rallying around you is, is a human being who is worthy and capable so i i think both of these had really wonderful messages that's why they're the top two um i think it's just flavor what it ultimately what it is that like led you to to connect the most and align the most whatever message but i think they're really really wonderful movies both of them very well said. very well said indeed. we got a lot of speeches on this one for the top two movies i like it um no i honestly the iconic scene in erica's background when miles dives off of the skyscraper the song that's playing in the what's background, up danger what's up danger the lyrics to that song and everything that led up to that moment where spider-man is basically be or uh peter parker's telling him you know you just gotta take a leap of faith man you just gotta you, when you'll know when your time comes once you take that leap I, it was beautiful it was beautiful i loved everything about this film it deserves the number one place i will say if any film was not to be if Spider-Man 2 was not to be number one, only Into the Spider-Verse should have that mantle. I will say that. Doc Ock over Kingpin, though. I was going to say, that's actually something that Into the Spider-Verse did a great job of, is like having your main villain and then some other villains that were side villains that still did a good job. You know, like it was, it was cool to see other villains Something that we struggled with in all of our Spider-Man movies is when you put too many villains into the equation, it kind of gets drowned out. But with this one, you have the Kingpin, you have that giant goblin, which I think is supposed to be Hobgoblin. No, that's um, Green Goblin. It's Green Goblin. That's, that's Green Goblin. That's ultimate version like of Green ultimate. Goblin. Yeah, ultimate version. You have Prowler, and I think there's one more, but I can't well, remember. Well, Tombstone and Scorpion showed up too. Doc Ock, so, female Doc Ock. Female Doc Ock. So there's so many villains and it did a great job with all of that. And then even though I know Grandmaster Hoop wants just a solo Miles movie, I really enjoyed seeing Spider-Gwen, seeing Fat Spider-Man, seeing um, normal Spider-Man and his demise. Like it was, it was cool to see all those different aspects. I think that's what really captivated me is to see like all the different characters and how they kind of work together in a way you have spider-man 2 as number one i did have spider-man 2 as number one but i did I, i'm just trying to plead the case on to why i also think that into the spider-verse was great why did you call I'm, this man out huh huh he said it he said it he already said it Sp I feel into like the spider-verse is a great film for what everybody has said no doubt about it Spider-Man 2 also, didn't it win an Academy Award for Best Soundtrack or Score? No, it won, I think, Best Visual Effects. Best right. Visual Effects. Into right. the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Picture. Yes, it did. In the same year as what Pixar movie was out? Um, no, nah, well, 2019 was the year. So whatever, Incredibles 2 was not going to win. Oh, yeah. 
was that was an easy win then. The, there was some other good animated stuff that came out, but I can't remember. Incredibles two was not the top contender. It was Spider Verse and one other film, but I can't remember what it was. I will say the special effects still hold up too. Uh, having watched it yesterday. <laughs> Oh, um, Spider-Man 2? Yeah, and Spider-Man 2 and the puppetry and the all puppetry, that. You know? The puppetry, the practicality. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the uh Doc Ock in the hospital scene. Oh, man. That screen Anybody Sam take Raimi. shot class? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I mean, nostalgia-wise, I'm always going to say Spider-Man 2, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse does a great job. Oh, I, as I know I said, there's all these side characters. Well, there's a balance. They balanced everything out. Everything exactly. works. Uh, they all they, they play their part. They they understand the assignment. Uh, we understand, like, you know, uh, they play with that stuff where they're like, all right, here's for the last time we're going to do this. And they all do their intros real quick. Oh, my God. Those, you know, that you, they could have easily messed that up. They could. Right. That, that could have been a tiring trope that you kept seeing. But they did a fresh take on it every time for each of the spider. Right. And that's what I'm, that's the balance part that I'm like, it's it works. These characters are not supposed to be more than, you know, just uh like community, like Dr. Rika said. Uh you don't necessarily they are they've already had their Spider-Man growth. So they are all serving as a mentor figure. And Peter Parker and Spider-Man 2's mentor figure, I mean, loses sight of you know everything he said intelligence is a privilege used to be for the good of mankind what do you do when your mentor just goes down a dark path but you bring him back bring him back you say look what you've done you say we gotta stop it and then he said it was my dream i won't he's like these things are controlling you these outside factors in your life are bearing down on you making you make this rash indecisive decision to do something wrong but we have to hold on sometimes we have to let go of our dreams and we have to hold fast and that's what aunt may said that's when she comes in that's another mentor figure in peter's life that thank he often you, thank you for that thank you for that you're, you're welcome you're welcome it was a beautiful I scene appreciate it, it was beautiful a beautiful scene, scene. the reason why spider-man 2 arguably could be tied for number one you know what i'm just gonna do this Whoa, 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 you're breaking the let's rules, not, buddy. Let's oh, oh. not tamper with the poll. <laughs> Fine, sorry. That's just editor's choice, sorry. Quit being but a no, that's, that's understandable. I, I feel like depending on your preference, you could you can interchange Spider-Man 2 as number one with uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I think Grandmaster said it best. Um, if there was one film to be better than Spider-Man 2, it it would be Into the Spider-Verse. If, if, if you were to say it was that movie. Right. If not, then Spider-Man 2 would still be king. Then we're Spider-Man fighting. King. Then we're fighting. He said anything else. We're fighting. Spider-Man 3 is the best Spider-Man film. We're fighting. I think we can all agree on that. But, all right. Um, I think we've said all we wanted to say for the Spider-Man film ranking list. Um, where No Way Home might fit on here will have to wait and see again a lot of the problems we pointed out in these films when you look back at the trailers there might be a little bit of that kind of appearing in no way home there's a lot of villains a lot of uh nostalgia baiting a lot of mcu a lot of mcu like how much of it are we just gonna that's the one thing we have to be careful of when we go see no way home we might really enjoy the film but how much of it will just be on uh 
satiating our nostalgia for some of these characters. Oh, wow, Octavius. I remember him from Spider-Man 2. Oh, wow, Green Goblin. Oh, this is great. Willem Dafoe. Oh, <laughs> so that's one thing. We'll have to wait and see on where No Way Home will fit on here. It may be number one. It may be number two. It may be number 10. I, it's not going to be number 10. It, it, it's not going to be any worse than Venom or Let There Be Carnage. It can't be. But uh, there you have it, folks. The Yonko Tables averaged ranking list of the Spider-Man films, starting from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1 all the way to the most recent film, if you can consider it one, Venom, Let There Be Carnage in the Spider-Man franchise. But with that, we're going to wrap things up. Let us know what you think about your own Spider-Man ranking list. Where would you place these films? Do you agree that Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man film? It is. Don't even bother. But let us know what you think regardless if it's Spider-Man 2 or the greatest of Spider-Man 3. But let us know your thoughts. Share it around. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. If there's social media, it, it, we're on there. Give us a listen, share it around, and let us know your thoughts. But with that, we're signing off. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop, Supernovas, Rose the Crafter, Tevin the Fifth, Spider Darsu, Dr. Rika, Dr. Mondo, Toasty, and he had to leave a little bit early, but Nino as well. He is signing off along with us. Take care, everyone.